0: Welcome to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast, where we challenge you to think differently about your approach to health and wellness. My name is Heather Duranja, and I'm excited to be here with you to take you on the journey from surviving to thriving. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, We have a returning guest, Lauren Gearston. Lauren is a body connection coach, author, and intuitive. Her holistic website, Empowered Sustenance, has been read by over 40 million people. She's the author of The Invisible Corset, Break Free from Beauty Culture and Embrace Your Radiant
1: Self. Lauren, thank you so much for being back. Oh, I love talking with you, Heather. We're just kindred spirits and just on the same mission.
0: Absolutely. I am very excited to have a conversation with you today. Um, I know that I reached out because I really want to broach the topic of big pharma, the history and the propaganda behind it. I think um, we really are seeing the forefront of the deception And, um, I think that it's important that we have an honest, real conversation to bring some awareness to a lot of the hidden parts that majority of our population are completely unaware of.
1: Yeah. And even in our holistic circle, so many people are unaware. And that is, that was a big shocker for me and things I've had to process. So many of my friends, long-term colleagues who have been on the same page with me for years in terms of. The body can heal itself. And now they are literally saying, nature can't help you. The only way for health is better living through chemistry. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, That's it's, strange. it's, um, yeah, trying times.
1: Yes, yes. But like we were saying, this is how, this is like the seed. We are finding our tribe, mm-hmm. the strongest, most resilient, most radiantly sold people. It's just so exciting for that reason.
0: Absolutely, I I feel really blessed that our paths you know crossed and that we um, have the ability to even share this space, share the knowledge, and have an honest conversation with the audience members whom maybe have never taken some of these topics or information into consideration and how it is playing out politically right now, mm-hmm. how it's playing out in the outcomes of our health and wellness and our everyday living really Mm -hmm.
1: all of that, all of that. I feel like it would be interesting also to talk about the political dynamic and the degree of spiritual maturity it takes to be able to circumvent like the, the duality that we've been trained into, because I saw so many people who like were hardcore left wing people who were like, well, if anything comes from the Republicans, I can't accept a grain of it as truth, even though the the hard part was so much of the resistance to the mainstream narrative was coming from the other side. It's just been so interesting to see these dynamics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, I love the fact that you you talked about this duality. So um, tell me, you know, tell me what your perspective on duality actually is.
1: Well, I believe that there is absolute evil and absolute good in the world. I had a very interesting podcast conversation recently with a man who has talked about the cultishness of new agey stuff Mm -hmm. and how he got pulled into that and was starting to realize, huh, they're very wishy-washy. This message is like it's all light and love. Your decisions don't really matter um, because you know every, you know, all the darkness here is just like shadow work or your ego. Mm That has not been my experience. I went through a tumultuous spiritual training ground where I looked demonic forces basically in the eye. I was, I experienced that energy. Um, I, I was in a relationship with what I call a spiritual psychopath for a few years. who was somebody who practiced the darkest use of energy and psychic arts. I didn't know that when I was in the relationship mm-hmm. um, and This is so real in the world. Like this is the most significant red pill that people are going to need to take that things darker than you can possibly imagine have been going on because the psychic world is very powerful Mm -hmm. to get money, to get control. Mm -hmm. And these people who are running the largest systems in the world, be it the pharma system, the educational system, uh, the food system. They are out for control, not for the health of humanity. They work in these dark, dark realms, and they have brainwashed humanity to believe that all of reality is just materialistic, reductionistic science, Mm -hmm. because that's how they get more power. If we are ignorant to the power of God and to the power of the divine and the actual mm, spiritual forces that are at play here, we are kind of useless, right? in the spiritual battlefield right now.
0: Well, and I think that this is, I mean, the reality is that that is what we're in. We are in a spiritual warfare. It is good versus evil in a sense. Um, and it, well, I guess really the best way to, to word it is it's the powers at be want to continue to enslave humans. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about this enslavement that we've been placed upon, um, that we have been encompassing, it really is, most people aren't even aware that they're existing and operating within it. This is what we have come to just uh, state as the norm, the status quo. It's life. It is what it is,
1: right? You know what's so interesting? Because we were just talking about, our experiences in abusive relationships. Yeah. And so for me, there was a couple of years there where I thought that was normal. Like all of those relationship dynamics were normal. I was literally enslaved to this person in body and mind and soul. Mm-hmm. And I finally recognized that and started realizing that. And I think a lot of people who are at the forefront of bringing truth to the world, have seen those abusive cult-like dynamics on an individual level, on a religious level, on a political level, um, because that is just, I see that being the kind of the pillar, the common thread here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, is, you know, ironically enough, I was just literally having a conversation with a client prior to, you know, this, this meeting today. And we were in a discussion about narcissistic abuse and how narcissistic abuse is literally one of the most challenging things to overcome because you get so indoctrinated in their belief systems, you don't have the ability to discern your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And when you do try to have those own opinions, thoughts, feelings, they get denied.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: And you feel as if you are the crazy one. Yes. You question your entire reality. And I know for myself that this last 16, 17 months that we have been going through this whole experience with COVID, um, that's exactly what it's felt like for me.
1: Totally. You know, that's the most important question people can ask right now is, is this actual reality or is this a reality that, is created because other people are invested in me believing and being a pawn to the system. And another thing that's so interesting that was hitting one of my hot buttons was when I was in this toxic relationship, one of the most powerful manipulative tools he used was saying, you're selfish. Mm -hmm. Every time I wanted to act from my intuition or my heart wisdom, uh, tell my truth, be my true self in the world. He was like, well, you're selfish. I'm wounded. You're not taking care of me. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, we, uh, my intuition is intact and it says masks are so stupid and I am called selfish. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's been really challenging for me specifically over the last 16 months. And, and I'll, I'll just share this with you. I didn't realize why I got so triggered with the mask when this whole situation started surfacing back in February, January, February, uh, well, really December, January, February of 2019 into early 2020, intuitively there was something within me that was getting very angry about this whole situation. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I just knew there was something not right with it. So um, anyway, regardless of that, When I got to go back out into a public setting to do my educations, I was forced to have to put a mask on for everyone's safety. And as a result of that, I was having significant anxiety to the point where I would start hyperventilating in this. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, where the hell is this coming from? Like, why is this happening? And then, Actually, one of my clients, students, uh, asked me a question and they said, have you ever suffered any physical abuse where you have been suffocated?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. many times Mm -hmm. I've been in that situation. And then I had the awareness where I recognized, okay, for me having to wear the mask and blocking that mechanism of having free breath is triggering PTSD and all of those moments of suffocation, you know, suffocation, which was why I was physically having the anxiety.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I mean, it is what it is, right? But I would have, I, I can only imagine how many others out there are also having the same or have had the same kind of experience and they couldn't understand where it was coming from. They weren't able to correlate it to physical abuse that they might have experienced. You know, yeah,
1: I feel you with the anger and the rage that was coming up like an ocean within me mm-hmm. when mask mandates were first being rolled out and everybody was complying. Yeah. And like, I have a history of a, being a health researcher. So I went right to the data, which was like, the masks are bullshit. No support that this helps reduce viral spread in the general population period. But you know, what's so interesting is then I did more psychological research and we know that like with the vagus nerve and how that subtle micro expressions of the face and the mouth and these tiny muscles convey subtle messages of safety and connection. Then we have that added with, you have to stay six feet away from people, which is where the electromagnetic spectrum of your heart goes out to six feet. So they are disconnecting people. They know all this stuff. This is no coincidence. So then we have the nose swabs, right? Which go up to the brain, basically. Who knows what they're putting on that or what they're disrupting. We have temperature checks. So now you're getting a laser on your third eye.
0: Nope. That pineal gland. Exactly.
1: And then we have the masks, which I, I was reading in the Islamic tradition where they have women in burqas, right? Mm-hmm. This is a sign of submission. This is like the height of patriarchy that women have this double standard to be so uncomfortable physically with all these heavy garments and having their face covered up because that is submission to men. I am being controlled. I cannot speak. I cannot live in the truth of my body. So then we have the anal swabs, which is just like, can people not see this is literally humiliation? And the people who are at the top of this are like, huh, how far can I humiliate and belittle these people? Right.
0: Well, it is unfortunate. And, you know, originally when all of this started to occur and I'm having my moments of realization and recognizing what is playing out. And I'm getting angry, I'm like, I don't understand why so many people are complying. Mm-hmm. Why are they complying? And then I literally had to put myself back into the, the, the place of being in the narcissistic relationship mm-hmm. and being in the denial of the abuse that I was being subjected to mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And then it allowed me to have more compassion and grace for what we're experiencing on a collective level because the brainwashing, the deception, it goes so deep that that's all we've known. And and when we are being challenged with these so-called conspiracy theories, right? Our brain is literally trying to go into a place of safety and defend everything that it's known up to that point. And that's where we have the denial come in, that cognitive dissonance of, I can't accept this as a reality. And we go to major
1: extremes to defend, right? I resonate with that so much. And I'm, I really respect and appreciate that you chose to go to the place of compassion. Like that's been, that's been a journey for me too, because of course my brain is trained to default to judgment, Right. But I've been in that place, too. And oh, I lost my train of thought on what were you just talking about?
0: Well, we were talking about love and compassion and how that we really have to approach this situation right now with love and compassion is, you, you know, I'm a very reactive person. Yeah. I have a long, long history of, you know, I'm a warrior. We're Mm -hmm. fighters. Mm -hmm. We We are are fighters. We are here to defend our cause. We are here to help save as many humans from the enslavement, from the prosecution,
1: from From the matrix,
0: from from the matrix. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I remember what I was going to say.
0: It can be a challenge, right? Totally. The reality is the only way that we do save this situation is approaching it from love and compassion. Because when we're in those places of judgment, all we're doing is feeding the dark force.
1: We are literally
0: draining our life force, our spirit and feeding the system that keeps us in the entrapment.
1: And that's why imagination and heart energy are the most important ingredients right now, because we have the task and the opportunity to imagine a new future that nobody has painted for us before. And the good thing is, and the reason why we are like warriors on the forefront is because we've had to do that in our own lives. Like, especially with our health diagnoses, we were told this is reality. Pharma is your only option. There are no other alternatives. You will need pharma for the rest of your life. That's a paradigm that a lot of people don't know they can question you know and this was the other this was the other thing that helped me get to a lot of compassion right now or just more neutrality in my emotions was i really had a moment where i got sucked into the woke culture online Mm -hmm. and i'm grateful for that because i could see the mechanisms of brainwashing and of course all propaganda and narcissistic abuse is the same so like i wrote about it in the beauty and diet industry and then I was like, huh, interesting. This is kind of similar in critical race theory. Um, and what was, you know, I was grateful for that because I was in a similar place of, I had just gotten the um, mainstream messages years ago about Trump and right-wing people. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe, a long-term smear campaign. They played the long game to close off the exit so that So many people would willingly give up their freedom and would demean those who actually held the values of freedom and constitutional rights and body sovereignty, which are so critical right now. And even if I don't have all of the same values with some conservative Christians, I have so much in common with them, more so than I see on the other side of the political spectrum, which is we do not tolerate diverse opinions. I had a very interesting process in the publishing um experience of my book where I was getting the message um, well you're not allowed to have a diverse opinion we like you because you're a diverse feminist author but if you have diverse opinions mainstream media won't pick you up and I called bs on that real fast Um, but it was a wake up for me it was a wake up because I could see how easy it was for so many people to be like oh well I'll just play it safe then and go along with the narrative or be quiet instead of pushing back But when I look at everything that's ever made a difference in my life, Mm -hmm. people who helped me see the bigger picture, they were going against the narrative, you know. Yeah. And like I said, it's this fear. If we are afraid of, quote, the other, or we see the other as the extremist, which happens in political propaganda... Mm-hmm. And if somebody is not an, a spiritually evolved person, they will not open themselves up to curiosity, and they'll just stay in that defensive place. Um, which, yeah, we're seeing in a major way right now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, gosh, there, there. My brain is literally like, which direction do <laughs> I want to take this? Because there's so many things that we have to, you know, that this opens up an opportunity to conversate about, and. Um, you know, when we talk about the narrative, mass media, and how it controls the messages that are getting out there, and it goes back to manipulation of, you're selfish. Yeah. You're selfish if you don't wear your mask. You're selfish if you don't get the vaccination. Yeah, And so it's a form of bullying.
1: And it's just like what hit for me was oh, if I'm listening to CNN at all, it's like I am playing the voice of my old narcissistic abuser. This is, they're not invested in the truth. They are not invested in my health at all, period. End of story. Yeah. I am done listening to psychopathic, predatory, abusive people. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, so, you know, this brings me to uh, a conversation that I had earlier today with an individual whom made a comment about the vaccination, because as, I think as of t- date, there's been 17,000 deaths now that have occurred from the vaccination. That, I, have, I, been
1: reported, I, that have been reported, of
0: course. Reported Well, exactly, yeah. that have been reported, yes. Um, and so it's, it's pretty alarming. It's pretty frightening, not to mention um, the the consequences that people are experiencing with um, their nervous system, with their neurological function, cardiovascular function, stroke, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Anyway, so this individual says, well, the vaccination was free, so why wouldn't I take it? And I looked at them and I said, what part of free do you think that vaccination was? And they said, well, I didn't have to pay for it. It was given to me for free. And I said that vaccination isn't free. What you don't understand is that our government contracted with these companies to purchase a certain number of vaccinations that our tax our federal dollars went to buy in order to distribute them. I said, so there is an illusion of this being free, but you paid for it, my friend. Yeah. And I think last night we had a lottery. Gavin Newsom, are you familiar
1: with what's happening? I just heard the worst on telegram. Honestly, that's where I get my news right now.
0: Yeah. So I, so today someone was saying they were like, apparently he's giving millions of dollars away to individuals that have been vaccination. So they're getting put into a lottery and then he's pulling and then awarding money to individuals
1: in Washington. They're giving away pot in Las Vegas. They give away free lap dances. You can't make this up. Like the donuts, the, Oh, All of the things that weaken the immune system, you gotta
0: love it, right? Yeah. I mean, the the logic, the logic behind it is where I, I'm like, come on, where did our logic go?
1: Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think one of the things that made me an independent thinker was I was homeschooled from middle school through high school. I had a short time at college, but I had to drop out because of my health issues at the time. So I kind of skirted around the indoctrination That happens from a really young age. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I
1: really think we can look, they've been playing the long game here in every aspect of society, even Mm -hmm. this vaccination myth. Like the whole thing about the anti vaxxer thing that was popularized before this rollout. And it was completely, it's as false as the belief that we used to have butter causes heart attacks and you should eat margarine or, you know, salt gives you high blood pressure. None of that was founded on data. It was always founded on make money for government and, you know, not for our health.
0: Right, well, and the reality is we will have to stay in a state of emergency until 2023 in order for them to continue to administer this vaccination because it has not been approved. So the only way that it can be distributed is under crisis circumstances, yep. of
1: emergency. And when there are no other safe and effective alternatives, only then they can get the emergency youth authorization. So that's why they had the smear campaign against the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin, like epic battles, epic legal battles are being waged right now from doctors who are actually following the science because they are in the medical trenches, right. Treating patients every day, treating the most high risk minority populations as well with a hundred percent recovery rates. And they're being silenced because if they're, if this came to mainstream knowledge, you know, and the interesting thing about, did you hear, an NAQ and acetylcysteine being banned?
0: No, I, oh, well, no, but here's the thing. I know that right now we have over 200 different subs, uh, supplement herb supplements that are trying to be made illegal in the United States. Yeah. Uh, There was a list of over 200 that right now are in legislation to become no longer available for public use.
1: Yeah. This is where I get really irritated with woke culture Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, you are so racist and privileged. You white girl for being anti-vaccine. I'm like, do you know that pharma is the most racist, corrupt, sordid force on the face of this earth that they literally single-handedly with Rockefeller money in 1912, they did the Flexner report, which made the widespread practices of indigenous medicine, herbal medicine, nutrition, homeopathy. Um, basically illegal, like you couldn't practice it if you were a doctor in the United States. Native Americans weren't allowed to practice their sacred healing rituals until 1987 in the United States. I
0: did not know that.
1: I know, what's so interesting is that our Western medicine, of course, has taken the the spiritual out of medicine, which is a complete reversal of any indigenous culture. And it's such, I believe, racist um, propaganda, for the message to be only Western science has the ultimate word on truth and every aspect of indigenous wisdom that was shared in all early cultures, because it's not scientific, it's not valid. You can't trust that with your health, you know, and these herbal practices that our indigenous ancestors, no matter where they came from in the globe, they developed those herbs, um, and used them. So it's just so insane. It's so insane that the machine that has always erased natural herbal medicine is continuing to do so and woke people are defending it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding out there, especially with what I see happening in the spirituality world right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're really right now of all times, you have to go within, you have to go into Mm your own heart. And you really have to ask yourself what feels right, what feels good for you, because that's where the answers truly lie. And because we have been trained to have to follow some sort of doctrine, we can't trust that inner knowing. We have to seek validation through grouping up the group think. Right. Yeah. And the
1: problem is that the spiritual gurus of the world have sold out. Yeah. You know, they they have not asked that question, what feels right? What is an integrity? They sold their soul somewhere along the line.
0: Unfortunately for them, they're not even aware of what they're doing.
1: I believe that to a certain degree. I really think there are a lot of well-meaning, misintentioned people who don't have the spiritual fortitude and strength and courage. So that's on them, that lack of stepping up to the plate. Um, Cause it takes a lot of courage to realize, wow, I've been really wrong, but I'm going to choose truth over my ego. I'm going to choose inconvenient truth over convenient lies. A lot of people in the spiritual world, they like to pretend they have that fortitude, but we are seeing no. Mm-hmm. And then I really think that we have some major pillars in the community who consciously sold their soul. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that I telepathically, you and I are communicating right now. And we know exactly who those people are. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. We know exactly who those people are, and yes, I do agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's been weird. I mean, I can't encourage people enough to just trust the vibe. They get off of celebrities because this is another form of brainwashing is the celebrity worship because now those celebrities have been bought so long ago. They did sell their soul to get a head start in Hollywood to get the awards to get the fame. Mm-hmm. and sometimes they sold their soul without knowing it. Yeah. Um, but they still did and they carry that karma. Mm-hmm. But now there are so many pawns in Hollywood that we have been taught to worship. Um, and it's been very interesting for me even in the last year where I would just like tune in to uh, somebody's energy, like a celebritys energy and be like, this is so twisted. this is twisted beyond dark. Like, yeah, there's some weird stuff.
0: Well, and I think you know if we can you remember the smoking campaigns back mm-hmm. in the day, right where we would see doctors, have a cigarette. It's good for your health.
1: Yeah. And actors and athletes, everyone we're seeing now
0: you got it. So it, for me, it's really ironic how much history truly does repeat itself and how much they do put the truth in our face without us being aware that they're actually telling us the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, like, what do you mean? So Like like, um, okay the more conscious
0: you become, the more you can see through the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. And you no longer can unsee what you've already seen. So for instance, when you go back and you watch TV shows, when you watch movies, when you listen to the lyrics of songs, you're like, oh my God. They've literally been putting it in our faces the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Here is why and what people don't understand. The purpose of that is consent. When we are singing along to the lyrics of these songs that are telling us the truth behind the propaganda and the brainwashing and the enslavement and all of the things. When we're watching the TV shows, when we're watching the movies they're visually showing us the truth. And by us watching it, that is the, our, the way that we consent Mm -hmm. without our conscious awareness Mm -hmm. and that's how we've been trapped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is just, ah, it was so interesting. My book, the invisible corset going into this in terms of the diet and beauty industry, like consent is not a matter of, did she say yes, but could she have said no? So you know, when, when women are wearing all this makeup and getting all this plastic surgery and people are like, well, she's choosing it. It's her choice. I'm like, I mean, there is responsibility there, but is it really a full conscious choice? If she's been indoctrinated since birth to believe she can't have love success, health, happiness without making her body, her best investment. And it's the same thing with this vaccine, because all of the, because so much information is hidden, um, we can't have fully informed consent. But right. this is where we have this catch-22. Because in my paradigm, I work with radical self-responsibility. You know, this concept that if you want the truth more than you want to hold on to the fear and the familiarity, you will find it. Mm-hmm. That is within your power. You are that powerful of a being, no matter how much money has gone into suppressing the truth. Mm-hmm. We are that powerful as human beings and where I get somewhat disheartened is I see so many people who are unconsciously, ho- unconsciously holding onto the fear of COVID because it is familiar to them. Yes, And I, you know, I really had a profound shift in my practice a few years ago where I just decided to take on women who mm, were so willing to heal that their desire for change was that much louder, their longing for, for um, miracles was that much braver than the part of them that wanted the predictability, um, that wanted to control other people's perceptions and judgments. Right. Um, And so this is a a decision that people are making every single day without knowing it. You're Mm -hmm. saying no to the truth, basically, if you are not consciously praying for the truth. Right.
0: Well, Yeah. And and here's the thing that, you know, man, I'm telling you, there's so many things that we have that we, we need to bring into this conversation to, to really understand the full perspective of how we've gotten to this place. But food is a huge component of this. And one of the analogies that I like to give people when we're in a state of fear, when we truly feel that our existence is threatened on a daily basis i'm not pretty enough i'm not skinny enough i'm not working hard enough i don't have all of the things right this is fear encompassing us and so when we are in those low vibrational states our human cells crave the same vibrational match so We are energetically at such a low vibrating state that our bodies are craving fast food, refined processed foods that are chock full of chemicals that have no life force in them. And that's a vibrational match,
1: right? I just think that's brilliant. You said that to me one time on a pre, I think a previous thing we did, uh, that book promo and I, that has stuck with me ever since it's so beautifully said. Well, it's, it's so on
0: point. Yeah, it is. The thing is, is that people can understand that we're consenting to systems that keep us in a state of fear because they're not realistic. Yeah. It's unrealistic. And if we're staying in that state of fear and we're operating from a place of survival, and then our physical bodies are craving that energetic match through the nourishment that it requires. I mean, it goes down to the water, tap water, filtered mm-hmm. water. There's no life force in these. All of the minerals have been depleted, stripped from them. There's nothing. This human body is an elect, an electromagnetic field. We are a conductor. Mm-hmm. We need these positively charged and negatively charged themes to make us function as a whole. And we are literally being deprived of those things. So when when we're engaging in these unhealthy eating behaviors, we start judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fat fuck, you're never gonna get your shit together, right? And we're mm-hmm. just eating that whole negative feedback loop. So we have to take a step back and recognize we do have responsibility in this. If we want to get out of this low emotional vibration, then we're going to have to either choose to start incorporating some nourishing food that's going to help support raising our emotional vibration, or we're going to have to drop out the belief systems
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that keep us stuck in that lower emotional state that have us craving the food.
1: Right. And this is where it's so important to look at that radical responsibility, because the tools to get us out of that low emotional state are so available like they are truly there if thou if thou shalt seek thou shalt find everything from hypnotherapy to tapping to flower essences to meditation and it's just like a conscious again if you are not consciously asking to heal you are consciously saying no and saying yes to staying in that fear based familiar place yeah
0: a hundred percent, and it's a protective mechanism to keep us mm-hmm. familiar.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep us in the, familiar. Yeah.
0: the thing is, you know, when, when we talk about these resources, these tools, these skills that are available to us, we have the most powerful thing at our access at all times and it doesn't cost us a thing. What is that?
1: I'm gonna guess, is it sunshine or grounding? Both are very good okay.
0: guesses. <laughs> okay. Breath.
1: Mm-hmm. Our breath.
0: Yeah. It is our breath. And we are so disconnected from our breath, we we don't even realize how much we're
1: missing out on. Yeah. But you know what's so interesting? If we look at all three of those things, those are free. Yes. Everybody. So like, that's the basis of accessible, affordable health care. And yeah. they are backed by so much powerful resource. I mean, research, like if you want to quote, look at the science, well, go look at the science of your antidepressants. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. because those are no more effective than placebo. They create nutrient deficiencies, weight gain, low sex drive, and complete disastrous withdrawal symptoms. And, um, you know, and then we have the research on grounding and breath work meditation, sunshine, you know, even just drinking more water, all of these things that have scientifically so much more benefit. Right.
0: And unfortunately over the last year and a half, these things have been um, taken away from us informationally
1: yeah. They've been challenged. Yeah. And not just informationally, but physically, I mean, in Canada, there's such slaves. They can't even go out after curfew. They can't have more than an hour of exercise at some points. Like Again, literally, this is no coincidence that they are taking away from you the things that are shown to be the most important for your health. Like, even physical connection and lower stress levels were shown to have um, more of a protective effect against smoking in one really early study. Like, basically, you could kind of cancel out the effects of other negative health influences with lower stress and social connectivity. Like, this is so powerful.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. You know, Lauren, it's really, it's a shame what's happened to us with censorship over this last 16, 18 months. Um, I know for myself, you know, I I don't Google Mm -hmm. a freaking thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, uh, the, the, the powers to be are so interconnected. They've got the system down. Yeah. Yeah. Got the system down.
1: I always say, if you're getting your health information from the first page of Google, that's not health information. That's an agenda. It's been bought and paid for. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you go to do your researching, what kind of resources, where do you, where do you start? What platforms do you utilize to try and start seeking out truth that isn't being suppressed?
1: Yeah. Well, Telegram has been very useful right now because it is free of medical censorship. So like videos that will be stripped from TikTok of people's personal medical testimony, people are saving those to Telegram, right? Or doctor's interviews. Uh, And then like BitChute, um, Odyssey. These are new video platforms, brand new tube. Uh, Vernon Coleman is on there. So there's a lot of uh, useful platforms. At this point, it's a little bit sporadic. So it can be a little bit daunting to try to get started. Mm -hmm. But I think Telegram is a really great place to start. Mm -hmm. I I agree. How about you? Do you have any other? Yeah. And I
0: also think DuckDuckGo.
1: Oh, yes. That's a good one
0: you know, is another um, good platform to utilize for trying to see what is available out there. I know for myself and my practice, or my history of practice, I have rarely utilized any of the research studies that come from the United States because almost all of them are bought and paid for by a, a undisclosed power at hand,
1: you know? Yeah. And um, And even disclosed power, like you don't have to be a medical research to just look at the section that says conflicts of interest, like potential conflicts of interest. And it will say the pharma companies that were involved. Well,
0: and I even find that a lot of times they're not even being honest.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: There's so many ways around it anymore, because when we look at the big picture of who's really pulling the strings, it's a very minute group of individuals that have their hands in all of the pots. You know what? So to us, it looks like diversification. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what just popped into my mind? I have been reading and listening on Audible to a lot of Agatha Christie mysteries. Oh wow this is my this is my light summer reading. Um, And she's a brilliant writer first of all but second she nails so hard. With both Miss Marple and her kill perot, of course, the her famous detectives, these are people who do not assume the best. They mm-hmm. as, they basically, in a very like mm, non-bitter way, like they're solid, soulful humans, but they they assume the worst. Like they know the worst that humanity is capable of. Mm-hmm. And that's how they can solve the crimes. I had to reckon with that myself, this trust that I had in my abuser right? Because he wore certain labels that I had been trained to unquestioningly trust healer, you know, clinician, guru, teacher, whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I, I, you know, honestly, Lauren, I think that we have to take a step back and, and go to our early childhood conditioning. And unfortunately, what we have been taught is to trust words Mm -hmm. and not feel energy. Bingo. Okay, that was
1: so well, said.
0: because I can't tell you how many individuals I've had an opportunity to interact with most of them, you know, that are struggling significantly from mental health and substance abuse. When we get to the root of the problem for almost all of them it's some form of sexual abuse. And the sexual abuse was typically generated in those first, you know, eight years to 10 years of life. And they were taught by their authoritative figures to trust the words, not the feelings Mm -hmm. that others gave us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these individuals spend a lifetime punishing themselves because intuitively they had a feeling that they could not trust this individual, but they were told to listen to the words and trust the words. And so they beat themselves up. They harbor so much anger, so much resentment, so much self-hatred. And this literally destroys their entire being, their soul, mm-hmm. their physical body, their mental and emotional bodies. And it's really sad because that's how we've been conditioned. You know, there's a book that I am such a huge fan of. And I know that just this year alone, I've already read it at least another 10 times. And that is the four agreements. Mm hmm. And one of the, you know, agreements is that um, we have to be impeccable with our word. And most people spew bullshit out of their mouths. And we've just been taught and trained to trust whatever they're saying and accept it as the reality, accept it as the truth. Yeah, really have to take a step back and ask our physical body, what is the physical body telling me? You know, back for both you and I when we got our diagnoses, and they said there was no lifestyle changes that were going to change the trajectory of our health outcomes. We both knew intuitively our body spoke to us and said that feels like bullshit. That just doesn't resonate. That doesn't feel right, and we chose to start honoring that intuitive feeling and seeking. The evidence, the truths that we needed, whether it was just trial and error or following that gut instinct or whatever, you know, whatever it was, we chose to empower ourselves through utilizing what the physical body was guiding us towards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's such a powerful example you gave of sexual abuse, especially with a young person who is physically powerless, too. So that is like even more ingraining. Mm -hmm. that sense of helplessness, but healing. This is where I go to healing doesn't happen in a vacuum. And so if we have in our soul contract that we are to fully heal from these issues, whatever emotional wounds have come up from that or whatever physical wounds have come up for that. What I mean when I say we don't heal in a vacuum is we need the circumstances presented again to do something different Mm And make a different choice. And so now we are being presented with that circumstance of having an abuser try to harm our physical bodies, Mm -hmm. right? And lie to us and gaslight us. And this is the point where all of us get to say, no, I'm doing something different this time. And I am not helpless. Right. You know, I am not going to act from the fear that got programmed into me. I'm going to make completely new choices. Right.
0: And, and unfortunately, it, and again, it goes back to being small children, right? Mm-hmm. When you got sick, what, what happened? Where, where did you go when you got sick?
1: Mom. The doctor. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: doctor, right. And then the doctor said, take this pill and you'll feel better. And so we've been indoctrinated that our power, lies within others not within
1: our own being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and this whole thing about basically you need an intermediary mm-hmm. to translate for your body uh, but i mean even that is a simplification because they don't even accept that the body has any wisdom or voice of its own so it's all about returning to that mother tongue that we were born speaking where we know how to listen to our our bodies, our true selves. But like you said, we've been indoctrinated out of it in so many subtle, subtle ways. Absolutely.
0: You know, trauma is something that I discuss a lot in in practice because everything is rooted in emotional trauma. And one thing that we fail to take into consideration is where we experience our first major trauma. Do you have a clue mm. where I'm going with this? Birth. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So our real abandonment and rejection issues lie within that birthing experience of of being ripped out of the womb, handed over to a staff of individuals that start prodding and prying at us and vaccinating and all of the things, we don't get to have the natural process of having that birthing experience. And so for most of us, when I talk about trauma and people are always like, I had such a fabulous childhood. You know, they never take into consideration, well, the root of the abandonment and rejection that we feel is from the initial few moments that we came into this world.
1: Right. That is so powerful because that has been removed. So that the birthing process was taken out of the hands of the healers, of the intuitives, of the herbalists, of the women, the spirituality was taken taken out of it. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't for our good. Well, we
0: could go into, and unfortunately I know we won't have time to cover all of this, but then we could go into the whole idea behind the birth certificate.
1: I don't know that actually. Ooh, girlfriend. Oh man. Is that a rabbit trail? I should go down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, unfortunately, the birth certificate system came about after World War II. After we were in severe, severe debt that needed to be repaid. And so that's when we started getting assigned social security numbers that are being traded on the market yeah yeah wow I, mean, I will have a whole conversation
1: yeah okay i gotta learn about this
0: <sighs> yeah i'll share some resources okay. with you um when when a lot of these truths start coming out it's going to make a lot of sense of why we've experienced so many things like black lives matters and 9 11 and the list goes on and on and on
1: yeah. these are all red pill moments i've had <laughs> in the last year where are like oh Oh, yeah. oh.
0: <laughs> well, it's for that. With the Fauci emails that came out a couple weeks ago for me, what that rose was questioning, oh shit, if this is getting outed, what is really going on behind the scenes that they don't want us to see? And I have, a, I, I feel very strongly that it has a lot to do with the election
1: results.
0: I agree. And what's happening in Arizona right now, they don't want to bring that to the forefront of yes, our so awareness.
1: Distract, we'll, distract.
0: We'll dangle some little carrots out there to get everyone all excited and confused and, and bickering with one another. Um, the bottom line is the further we are divided, the, the more power that they have at um, keeping uh, you know these broken systems alive yeah. and, and functioning. Oh.
1: Whether that is or not. Can I give a movie recommendation to everyone? Absolutely. So, okay. So, last night I had a movie night with some like minded friends here, the few that I found in this kind of far left extremist place. Um, no, I know there's more of us out there, but we all watched V for Vendetta. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Which is yeah. like,
0: girlfriend, this is what I'm talking about. When you watch that fucking movie, how does everyone not say, "Oh, oh shit, that's what we've been living
1: through for the last Hello. years"? Yeah, the storyline is the government released a biological weapon in the form of a virus. They vaccinated everybody. Seventy-five percent of those vaccinated died, and then it's up to the people to stand up and take back the power. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds familiar. So while we're on movie recommendations,
0: yeah. I encourage everyone to go back and watch all of the Star Wars episodes in reverse order, divergent. Have you seen that one? Divergent, um, insurgent. And I can't remember what the third one is. I mean, the list, uh, the list is just so long and it, and it kind of hunger games. I mean, come on, the list is like so long. And I sit there and I say to myself, this is how they've gotten us to consent. This is predictive
1: programming. You've got it. And yeah.
0: so we become desensitized.
1: Yeah. And this is why imagination is our way out. Because if we look at these documents that they've used, like Rockefeller's Operation Lockstep, Event 201, the Spars pandemic, these are all written in past tense because these are these are spiritual, they're the wrong kind of spiritual, but they're spiritual people. So they understand the mechanisms of manifestation. One of those is you write it in past tense so that you have already basically lived it in your psyche. Right. So our job as light workers, as the warriors, is to imagine the alternative out. And we live that. We write it past tense. We, we project it. We do our own programming.
0: Yep. And so, again, this goes back to birth certificate stuff, okay? And the way that our constitution was written originally, um, it all boils down to the words and the, the pronouns and the verbs that are being used against us, making us powerless. I cannot wait to share some of these resources with you.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to read more. Okay. I, I'm, I'm
0: very excited to um, send you some of this stuff. Cause I think that you're going to be like, holy cool, shit! Okay.
1: okay. Can see. you throw some, maybe you could throw some links in the show notes for people too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely do that. Um, I'm going to send you a resource. Uh, it's called Last Flag Standing. And the two men that originally were be, are behind this, one of them is no longer, he is deceased. The other one is still very, very much alive. And this man is um, brilliant. And he literally saved our constitution. But the thing is, is that no one's even aware That it was at threat and that we illegally are actually, we're, we're operating illegally with the powers to be. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. 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 I'm, I'm on board because I've heard some, some of this and I want to learn more. So I'm very curious. Yeah.
0: The reality is, is that when we sign, when our mother signed the birth certificate, they're actually signing a lost parcel at sea we, we, it's really, it's literally a death certificate is what it is. We no longer are free on the land. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've got my reading for the, for the next week. Yeah, I, I've got lots and lots to share with you. Um, lots and lots awesome. to share with you. Awesome. So for all of the audience, for all of the listeners, um, you know, what is, what is some advice that you would like to, to leave with them whom maybe have kind of just been going with the flow and listening, what, you know, has been being reported in the media and kind of aligning with the group think, but there's something within them that says, oh, I just don't know about this, but they're scared. They're, they're yeah. scared to make their own decision. Yeah.
1: So I have got you guys covered. Like I, I have so many, I have so many tools. So I'm going to reach for two. Um, one is this it's called beyond the rule book. This is a workbook I made for my clients, a 30 day writing journey to help gently move through whatever programming is at play, because a rule book is a belief system that we've accepted unquestioningly and really fun writing prompts in here for 30 days so that you can really engage your intuition and your subconscious. It uses a special technique called speed writing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's at beyond the uh, which will be up the first week of July. So that's right. like a little heads up there.
0: Perfect. Um, I'll make sure that we link it in the show notes so that they can access that easily.
1: Okay. Perfect. And then, uh, my flower essences, or any flower essence, but if you go to floralsong.com and there's a button in the header that says how to choose, this will walk you through choosing one that will help you move through the uh, stuck emotions and the subconscious blocks, right. In a really gentle self-nourishing way so that your consciousness can just expand, you know, without feeling, without your subconscious feeling threatened Mm to, to new ideas. So, and, and these are just, they're such fun beautiful, gentle tools. So I really recommend them.
0: Absolutely. And I use your flower essence all the time, all oh of the time, especially doing the kind of work that I do. I am subjected to some really dark energies on a regular basis. Yeah. And so in order for me to show up and be the light, I have to really make sure that I'm taking extra precaution with protecting my energetic field and your essences have been a vital component of that. So I'm
1: honored to hear that. Thank you, Heather, high praise.
0: I appreciate the work and the commitment to truth that you you, um, have dedicated your life to. It's, you know, you're you're doing really good work. And I know that it can be very challenging to maintain that optimism when we see what feels like so many being entrenched and indoctrinated in the bullshit, Mm -hmm. but there are people out there that something you say or something you share and put out there spark something that resonates with them and then causes them to start going down their own rabbit hole of seeking truth and and being able to use discernment and come to their own conclusion you know i tell individuals all the time take what resonates and leave what doesn't you know you don't have to accept anything that i say as, as matter of fact as truth i encourage everyone to get out there and challenge yourselves we're lazy We are a lazy, lazy society, and we've been trained to be lazy so that we just blindly trust, give our power over. So um, yeah, well, I really appreciate your time, your energy, your knowledge, all of the things. You're an amazing being, and I look forward to having more of these conversations.
1: Thank you so much, Heather. I just have so much respect and admiration for you, and it just means the world that we got connected same. Thanks for joining us
0: on the think yourself healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.